Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 30. Now from chapter 30 until partway through chapter 33, this part of the book of Jeremiah is known as his book of consolation. And it's basically about the restoration of both the northern and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom being Israel, the southern kingdom being Judah. And it's really focused on restoration. The first two chapters in that section, which would be chapter 30 and 31, are written almost entirely in the form of a poem. So today we're going to look at 30 and 31. It says, This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you. And of course, that's a scroll, which is the way that he would have written it down at the time. It says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will bring my people Israel and Judah back from captivity and restore them to the land I gave their forefathers to possess, says the Lord. So he's talking about the restoration and bringing them back from captivity. And they haven't yet uh, gone entirely into captivity. This date is about 587 BC. And the destruction of the temple and full exile happens in 586 BC. So it says, these are the words the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. And remember, in regard to Israel, they were taken captive by the Assyrians in 722 BC. So it says, this is what the Lord says. Cries of fear are heard, terror, not peace. So this is what's going on around them. And this is the beginning of the, of the poem. It says, ask and see, can a man bear children? Then why do I see every strong man with his hands on his stomach like a woman in labor? Every face turned deathly pale. How awful that day will be. None will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke off their necks and will tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Instead, they will serve the Lord, their God, and David, their king, whom I will raise up for them. And that is, of course, referring to the Messiah. Jesus, who sits on the throne of David. So the Lord tells them things in this chapter like, Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. I surely will save you out of a distant place, your descendants from the land of their exile. It says, Jacob will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. I am with you and will save you, declares the Lord. He goes on to say, I will discipline you, but only with justice. I will not let you go entirely unpunished, which is, of course, why they're in exile to begin with. But the hope of the future is the restoration. Verse 16 says, but all who devour you will be devoured. All your enemies will go into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered. All who make spoil of you, I will despoil. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. It goes on to say, I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tent and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on her ruins, and the palace will stand in its proper place. 
From them will come songs of thanksgiving and the sound of rejoicing. I will add to their numbers, and they will not be decreased. I will bring them honor, and they will not be disdained. Their children will be as in days of old, and their community will be established before me. I will punish all who oppress them. Their leader will be one of their own. Their ruler will arise from among them. I will bring him near, and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? And of course, it's asking a rhetorical question because he is foreshadowing the Messiah to come. And then he goes on to say, so you will be my people and I will be your God. Then moving on to chapter 31. And like I said before, just like chapter 30, this is written in the form of a poem. It says, at that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the clans of Israel, and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says, the people who survive the sword will find favor in the desert. I will come to give rest to Israel. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. I will build you up again and you will be rebuilt. He tells them, again, you will plant vineyards. It says the farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruit. It says that they will come a time when they say, come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. And it says, this is what the Lord says, sing with joy for Jacob. It says, make your praises heard and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. It says, hear the word of the Lord, O nations, proclaim it. In distant coastlands, he who scattered Israel will gather them. It says, the Lord will ransom Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. So this understanding of even though they are fixing to go into exile, and that will be for a, a long time, for 70 years, that the Lord promises them the hope of restoration in the future. It says they will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. Picking up in verse 15, it says, This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are no more. Now that is foreshadowing what happens when we get the story in the book of Matthew chapter 2. This is what happens when Herod orders all the male infants to be killed in Bethlehem and its vicinity when he's trying to kill the baby who has come to be king because he's afraid that he will lose his throne to him. So this is the foreshadowing of that, which is fulfilled um, in the time of Jesus. Now picking up in verse 23, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, When I bring them back from captivity... The people in the land of Judah and its towns will once again use these words. The Lord bless you, O righteous dwelling, O sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and all its towns. 
farmers and those who move about with their flocks, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. At this, I awoke and looked around. My sleep had been pleasant to me. And of course, this is Jeremiah saying that he woke up from this understanding that the Lord gave him. Verse 27 says, the days are coming, declares the Lord. And here he's referring to what he told Jeremiah in chapter 1. It says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will plant the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the offspring of men and animals, just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down and to overthrow and to destroy and bring disaster. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. In those days, people will no longer say, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, everyone will die for his own sins. Whoever eats sour grapes, his own teeth will be set on edge. So they're saying basically no more will they have this belief that the children are paying for the sins of the father. It says the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. No longer will you have to teach anyone about the Lord because everyone will already know the Lord personally. It says, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. This is what the Lord says. He who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. Only if these decrees vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will the descendants of Israel ever cease to be a nation before me. The chapter ends by saying the days are coming, declares the Lord, when this city will be rebuilt for me. It says the city will never again be uprooted or demolished. And that ends chapter 31. And we will pick up next time in Jeremiah chapter 32.